Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. There's lots of stuff going on in the women's soccer world. But first, Gab, what are you drinking? Nothing. I haven't made myself a cocktail, and I just got home from work. So I'm a little bit behind on that, but I'm doing okay. Um, What are you enjoying today? I'm just having some lemon iced tea. You know those Arizona drinks they sell for a dollar in the big can? Yeah. I was just craving something cold and sugary, and so I had to go get one at the corner store. Cool. It is hot in Boston. But you you have air conditioning, right? I have a window unit, but the wiring in my building is so old, I can't run the AC and my desktop computer at the same time. Yeah? Yeah. Yikes. We've talked about that before. Yeah. And my desktop throws off a decent amount of heat, so I, I just suffer. <laughs> you do. You you suffer so well. That's kind of creepy, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I um I you know, the summer has been warm in Portland, but it hasn't been unbearable. Okay. Um we haven't like had a major we had a heat wave right at the beginning, but we haven't really had another major major time of discomfort. So, kind of waiting for that to happen. It probably will be sometime in August. You know what made me so angry? So when England was playing their game against Scotland, the announcer was like, it's, you know, a very warm evening here. Uh, it might be affecting the speed of play. So I checked the location of their stadium, and weather.com said it was 77 Fahrenheit where they were. What? And I was like, are you kidding me? What? Like, <laughs> meanwhile, at the time I was watching, it was like 90-some degrees in Boston. I think it was like 92 at that moment. So I can't imagine. I just went and angrily got like a glass of ice water and and like glared at the screen. Anyway, dude, dude, it's ridiculous. Do you want to tell us how we did from last weekend with our score predictions? Oh boy! So you didn't win any points in the Portland North Carolina match because you thought North Carolina was going to win. All right. And I got two points because I have faith in my team. Um, New Jersey and Chicago, neither one of us chose a draw at two to two. We both thought it was going to be one to two either direction. So no points there. Orlando just wiping the floor with FC Casey. First off, didn't see that coming. Second off, you got two points for that one because you did predict a two to one uh, scoreline, but a five point game was not um, in the stars. Uh, neither one of us had any faith that Houston could beat Washington, so that sucks for us. Although, I get one point because I predicted three goals. And then for Seattle and Boston, um, neither one of us predicted a draw. Um, you thought that Seattle was going to win, and I was really hoping Boston would. But I get one point because I thought there would be two goals. Oh, yay. So... All in all, you got two points, and I got four. God damn it. So I'm pulling ahead slightly. It's now 57 to 54. (sighs) Entering this last third of the season, the leaders starting to distance themselves on points. Yes! You know what? I'm really happy that I was wrong on Boston-Seattle. I... Overjoyed that Boston was able to get a point. I'm dumbfounded that Boston was able to score at Memorial. Like, I'm just dumbfounded anytime any team can score at Memorial because it's so cursed. 
for not, my team. Not only did they score at Memorial, in that second half, I thought it looked like a little bit more they could have won. They, just a little bit more. If they'd had Rose Lavelle, I think they would have won that game. But, you know, we don't have Rose Lavelle, so there's no use in crying about it. Are, did you cry about it? No, I don't have any tears left for Boston. <laughs> Sweet. I like that attitude. Yeah. I think the last time I cried over Boston was like two years ago. <laughs> oh, buddy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the most shocking match for me was Orlando FC Casey. Same. Hard same. Like, I, I, I had a feeling that they would... That, that it would be a fairly even match, obviously, mm-hmm. I, I guess, to one-to-one w- scoreline. But had no flipping clue that FC Casey was going to implode. It's a little unfair because one of them was a penalty kick. But the others, especially that Tony Presley goal. Oof. Casey's going through a rough time right now. Did you see the injury list coming up for this weekend? Uh, No. Tell me about it. Okay, well, first of all, I don't think Kansas City is capable of fielding a completely healthy starting 11 with the number of personnel that they have left. Really? Right, because they're out. Alex Arlett, Mandy Laddish, uh, Amy Rodriguez, obviously. And then for this upcoming game, probable, y'all Averbush has an illness. Barney has some kind of right ankle tendonitis. Lola Bonta has right lower leg laceration. You remember that? I think, what, she got cleated or something and it opened up a cut? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sauerbrunn has neck spasms. And Brittany Taylor also has illness. Coincidentally, Sorry, FC Casey, man. Julie Ertz also has illness for Chicago. So it was like they're a flu going around the league? Or did they all have bad fish or what? So it's happening. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five probable players for FC Casey. That's rough, buddy. That is rough, and most of those are starters. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Casey basically started off the season on the wrong foot, and they've never really recovered. So they're ninth right now. They have 13 points. They have minus eight goal differential. I think they're starting to figure something out. It started with moving Christina Gibbons up, although she didn't, you know, super have a great game against Orlando, but, you know, she's been playing left fullback most of the season, so it's it's not like she's going to immediately have a Lauren Chaney-style impact. It's it's been a slow start for them, but oh my god, like, what if they, what if they really take off? Orlando, there's 10 games left in the season. Orlando's in sixth. They've got 19 points and a plus two goal differential. And then uh-huh. numbers four and five in the league are at 22 and 21 points. So they're within spitting distance of playoffs. They are. And it's interesting. Last third last third of the season is going to get really interesting. Yes. We're reaching the point where every game counts. I know we kind of say that all season long, but, like, there is a curve. Right. And what's really interesting is where the pack is separated, you know, like, between playoffs, 22 points, um, and the Spirit, there, it's only a 10-point gap. And I feel in, like in previous seasons, that has been a much more significant gap at this point in the year. Does that not ring true? You're a Boston fan. How many points does Boston usually have this time of the year? <laughs> we, we already <laughs> have more points now than we had in our whole season last year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But That's Boston, exactly what I'm saying. Boston should not be 
I really don't feel like we should be used as a metric when it comes to the rest of the league. We we have to be judged on like in our own little pocket. <laughs> With your own little asterisk at the bottom. Yeah. Uh Boston is number eight with 14 points um in order to be comfortably mid-table you really need to be picking up another six to nine points i guess over the next coming weeks you 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 need to be you know in the lower to mid-20s i think and i think that's doable i think that's doable. i totally think it's doable their last are you are you looking at the standings on the nwsl website yes i am how baffling is that FCKC last five games metric? The F- last five games FCKC lost, 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 draw. Not great, Bob. That it just blows my mind. That's mm-hmm. all. It, period. Blows they, my mind. They have the worst I'm, five games of any team in the league over the last five games. It blows my mind. That's one point out of five games. Boston has six points out of the last five games. Even even Boston and Washington has four points out of the last no 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 five points out of the last five games. Mm-hmm. 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 Look at Houston turning things around. So FC Casey winless in five. That is not something you really. So I kind of understand. I saw a lot of my Casey friends after this Orlando game. They just seemed to go in like this despair spiral. And at first, I was like. Honestly, this is nothing, guys. But at the same time, it feels worse, right? <laughs> if you're not used totally. to pain, like if you haven't experienced this kind of pain before, then it feels so much worse than, you know, if you're used to, if you've gone numb a little bit. Like if you've come to a little understanding with pain over the years. Yeah. And it's <sighs> it's just baffling when your team has a, has a turn like that. And yes, there there are the injuries, and there there are a bunch of reasons that you can point to. But this is not a long season. It's going to be very hard to come back from this. And but I think that Blackco and company are mentality plays a big big part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think they're fully capable of it. They have a good coach. They have some decent personnel. So yeah, I think if they can make some adjustments, I don't think they're going to make playoffs. The way they're going, but once again, they could certainly aim for mid-table, finish out the year with some dignity. Totally. The other game that surprised me, not as much as Orlando, was Sky Blue in Chicago. How many times is Sam Kerr going to rescue Sky Blue? At the death. Like, literally? As, as the clock was ticking to the 90th minute. Anytime the team is just trying to like tread water keep their head above the waves she's like swimming out there with her little buoy grabbing them and dragging them back to shore single-handedly it's ridiculous is she gonna miss any of the games because of four nations one cup uh probably because the last games are on august 3rd sky blue has a game august 4th and i don't think any players will be back for the august 4th game the fifth, yes, no. but not the fourth. Yeah. Which is going to be interesting for Boston because even if Abby Smith doesn't play versus Japan, if she doesn't get released early, then that means either Boston has to sign a temporary keeper for one game. Because by the rules, you have to have two keepers on your roster, right? On game day. You have to have yes. two. Um, Libby Stout has left the country. She's gone to think play. She's gone to play, I think, in Cyprus. So... 
where is Boston going to find some random keeper maybe pulled up from the reserves to sign for one game? If they don't do that, then Abby Smith will have to red-eye out of Carson, or Los Angeles, I guess, back to Boston. She won't play, obviously, but she'll be on the bench so that Boston can technically have two goalkeepers on the roster for their August 4th game. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm fine if actually if Jill Ellis like releases Abby Smith a little bit earlier because she'll still have Jane Campbell and um, Alyssa Nair. And Houston and Chicago both have August 5th games instead, not on the 4th. It'll be interesting to see how teams kind of how teams are able to adapt. Should we talk about how teams are adapting for not having uh, internationals who are playing in the Euros? You got, yeah, Portland was already missing um, Nadia and Amandine, right, when they played? Yeah, Nadia, Amandine, and Bryn's daughter, Dagny. Dagny Brynjard's daughter, yeah. Yeah, France-Iceland. That was a closer game than I thought it would be. Did you get to see that on Tuesday? I guess you were at work. Nope. I, I have caught highlights of the Euros, but mm-hmm. I could not tell you what happened other than the Italian keeper assisted a German goal today. Mm-hmm. So for Henri and um, Brynjard's daughter, France beat Iceland 1-0. But France did not look real great in that game. Denmark's still second in their group, so they're fine. So they're still in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Netherlands beat Denmark 1-0. But Denmark also beat Belgium 1-0. It's been a very tight tournament even among the top countries, I mean, you come into this, you think, okay, Germany, France, maybe England and Sweden are probably going to have an easier time, but it has not been that way at all. Like, aside from England beating Scotland 6 nothing, it's been such a tight tournament. Um, if you look at the standings in the group with Sweden and Germany, Sweden and Germany are the top two, but Russia's only one point behind them. Italy almost took Germany for a ride today. Like, they equalized. Germany had to win off a penalty kick. So... Jesus. Yeah. Jesus! And then France did not look that great either. Um, I mean, we still haven't finished the second round of group stage matches. But so far, England's the only team in this tournament that came in with any kind of expectation that has actually been like kind of living up to the expectation actually surpassing them a little bit nobody would have called you know 6-0 beat of scotland i didn't expect scotland to win but i didn't expect them to lose by six goals so yeah euros be crazy today was wild in group b um sweden beating russia but barely germany beating italy but barely i guess we'll see i'm glad that you were entertained i was i wish i were entertained <laughs> just don't do work for four hours out of every day to watch two games. Well, and I, yeah, I'll just not do work for four hours every day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm sure you're... Totally easy. You can make up the four hours later. Totally. I can totally work till 10 o'clock every night. <laughs> just to watch group stage <laughs> Euro games. Just to watch Euro games. That would be dedication. Not even knockouts, group stage. Uh, it's been amazing to have two international matches every single day, though. I like the Euros are spoiling me, and it's gonna go this way until July twenty seventh. There's gonna be two 
international matches every day for the group stage. So yeah. It's... Wait, do I get to watch matches tomorrow and on Sunday? Yeah, because Iceland, Switzerland, and France, Austria are tomorrow. Sunday is Scot- yes. Sunday is Scotland, Portugal, and England, Spain. I think England, Spain is going to be a fun game. I'm on it. I get to watch four matches. I get to watch four matches, and I get NWSL this weekend. All five games, one day tomorrow. Tomorrow's nuts. Five games, one brain. Bum bum bum. Um, you'll get to no. Watch... It's seven games tomorrow. Seven games, technically. You'll get to watch quarterfinals too, because that's the weekend after this one. Yes. Yes. Do we want to talk about other international footy that's coming up? I'll, uh, four teams, one cup. <laughs> I really regret telling you about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, sure. I think it's catchy. I sure. think I think it's catchy. You had a chance to look at the roster. I did. I looked at the roster. Did anybody jump just out the, at you? Just the one roster, though. I didn't look at all the rosters. Yeah, but the United States roster is out, and that's what we're here for. Um, anybody jump out at you for being included or for not being included? Um, I think it's interesting that Krieger's back. Uh, I think it's interesting with Ertz and Sauerbrunn, especially given their current status in NWSL, not being totally... Um, totally healthy um i do like that casey short taylor smith got calls up for the defenders um in the midfield nobody i mean purse yeah purse how how do you pronounce her name midge purse i do like the call up calls up um i think forwards wise we probably could have tapped the nwsl a little bit more uh, in that area, but you can only call up so many players, you know? Who would you have wanted to see in the forward group from MDUSL who was not called up? Sam Kerr. <laughs> when will Jill Ellis give <laughs> Sam Kerr a shot? When will Jill Ellis show Sam Kerr a little respect and call her up? She's 23 years old already. Some other country's gonna snap her up if we don't. <laughs> 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 oh, that's awesome. Um, no, off the top of my head, I can't, I honestly can't think of a forward, but I, I just, I find it interesting. Keepers, defenders, midfielders, there's a lot of NWSL talent there that's new. Um, you can kind of see that Jill Ellis is, is paying attention to the league. Um, and from a forward's perspective, I mean, those, those are all of the anticipated players. You think Sid LaRue's actually going to get time this time? Because she got called up for the Scandinavia friendlies, but she didn't see the pitch, which I thought was disrespectful. I I think she she will be. I hope so, too. You can't keep calling her in like this and then, you know, without the expectation that she's ever going to try to show you what she's got in a real game situation. U.S. soccer wants its power couple. That's true. That marketing's too That's good all to I got to say. That marketing machine, they want their power couple, and by golly, they're going to get their power couple. She should be at the point now where it's like, yes, she's coming back. She's returning to match fitness, but now we're over halfway through the season. I think she's had enough time to where she should be, you know, gelling with the team and looking like she back to her old fitness level. So... 
true to certain but, extent. But I, but I do think she is gelling with the team. I just think FC Casey's in this horrible spot right now. That's true. To some like, extent. Sid, Sid LaRue's no Sam Kerr. She does rely on service a lot more than any other forward. She's not someone who's going to She create, absolutely does. She doesn't create as many opportunities as the others. For example, as Kristen Press and um, Mal Pugh would make. So you're, you're, you're right. Some of it is she's trapped on an island. She totally is trapped on an island in the middle of Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting that Jill Ellis listed Lindsay Horan as a forward and Midge Purse as a midfielder when those positions are switched for their club teams. That is interesting. Well, I wonder how much it was just like there was spot on the piece of paper in that spot. That's also you know? I'm like, well... There, she can only bring like X midfielders and X forwards, but it's a simple matter of switching the two in this case. Like, if she only has room for what one, two, three, four, five, six mids, and however many forwards, if you switch them, it doesn't change the number of mids and forwards you have. So, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. Jill Ellis is confused. She's English. It's weird. I think she's gonna try and play purse as a wide midfielder. She hit it with her purse. <laughs> All right, that's Canadian. Let's let's stay on the United States. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. The, all right, all right, all right. This midfield worries me, actually, because it's Morgan Bryan, Carly Lloyd, Allie Long, Sam Mewis, Purse, and Megan Rapino. So first of all, she's gonna. There's not really any width in this midfield. Megan Rapino's on the left, and Purse is probably gonna go over on the right. So that's our width. But you know, Heath is still out. Um, and then there's no backup for either one, although Purse can switch right or left. And Brian, Lloyd, Long, and Mewis, they're all central players, but none of them's really a 10. Morgan Bryan is kind of still injured. I mean, she's on the probable Yeah, list. what is Morgan What is Morgan Bryan doing in there? She, so, I'm thinking if they're going to bring her in, hopefully it's just for evaluation so that staff can get a handle on this, you know, recurring groin thing that she has going on. Because if they play her when not even Houston consistently gets a full 90 out of her, if I were Houston, I'd be real mad at U.S. soccer. I wish I had a recurring groin thing going on. Don't you have a girlfriend? I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, way to, way to squash my joke, yo. That's me, joke killer. <laughs> oh, lady killer, joke killer, same diff. Yeah, so Morgan Bryan, like, so this is this is interesting. It's Jill Ellis wasted a roster spot on an injured player to get evaluation. I would imagine for a tournament like this that U.S. Soccer drew up, like, why not allow alternates or why not just have a camp mm -hmm. that you can call some of these players into? Right, so this is a 23-player roster? Yeah. So why not call in, like, 29, 30 players for camp, and then you're just going to cut down the roster, you know, for whatever. Maybe they want Brian with them for all two weeks for, of, the, of the FIFA window so that they can evaluate her. Maybe. Maybe, but we would get so mad if they had a camp before this fucking tournament. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's true. Cause we would get so mad. Like, we can't have it both ways, yo. That's right. There's no time after NWSL before the FIFA window starts. That sucks. Um, I mean, we're already we're already screaming about potentially losing players in that window. I guess if this is the only way to get Brian in, if Morgan Bryan actually plays, 
match. Like, if she plays more than, like, 45 minutes this entire tournament, I, as if I were a Houston Dash coach or trainer or fan, I'd be like, you guys are a bunch of douche guys. Right? Like, winning in this tournament is not more important than Morgan Bryan's health and, like, what she does for the club over the course of a whole season. She needs to rest. In a fake tournament. It's a fake tournament. Right. It has no implications. None. We're not even it's a money, for tournament. It's a money grab tournament. It's for money. And you know what? I do have to concede. Like, attendance is down across the league. Average. The average is down. across. And I think part of it is because it's not an Olympic or a World Cup year. So to a certain extent, U.S. soccer scheduling friendlies throughout the year is a little bit necessary. It's good for the league. At the same time... It's not, it doesn't matter. It is, we're not, we're not even preparing for Olympic or, uh, we're not even preparing for World Cup qualifiers. We're preparing for nothing. It's, it's one of those things where U.S. soccer is making bank on the men's national team playing in the Gold Cup and doing World Cup qualifiers. And U.S. soccer needs to realize that you, the women's national team does not need to be the main money revenue generator in non international tournament years. They already had She Believes. Now we're having Four Nations, One Cup. Like, this, it's stupid. It's stupid, stupid, stupid. And we've got that, uh, what, New Zealand friendlies, plus we're playing Canada home and away? Yeah. We have, yeah. Like, it's all just money grab, and these players are getting run out. Mm -hmm. New Zealand, too. That's September 15th and September 19th. That's right at the tail end of the season. Yeah, right when all the teams are going to be trying to hungry, hungry hippos, get as many points as they can. Yeah, that's technically a FIFA window, and it's like right in the middle of it. So there's a pretty good cushion on either side of it. But that's still a little bit like everyone's tired at the end of the season. Maybe someone's pushing for playoffs. It would Maybe it would be nice to let people have a rest. I don't know. You know what's going to happen? Tobin fucking Heath is going to come back in August. And she's going to get called up right into that thing, and then she's going to jack your, her back up again. Oh, and never see a single day for Portland on the pitch. Sure, if you want to imagine a worst-case scenario, I'm not going to stop you. I'm so fucking pissed already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so fucking pissed. Moving down the roster, defenders, Dahl Kemper, Ertz, Krieger, O'Hara, Sauerbrunn, Short, Smith, I agree with you that Short and Smith are good Collins. Doll Kemper. Totally. Good one. I kind of maybe am a little biased and would have liked to see Megan Oyster, but you know who I think needs to be called in is Emily Menges. Uh yeah. Oh my god, how did I miss that? Menges, considering what she's had to work with this season on that back line of hers, I think she's done quite a good job. Um I'm not naming names, but she has had to cover for other people at times doing the job what what would that name rem- rhyme with there's two actually that i'm thinking of uh but she has sometimes done the job of at least one and a half players instead of just one so yeah i feel like sonnet is relatively reliable mm-hmm. um and that reliable bit is also reliable for at least one fuck up per match <laughs> but it's just one okay. like if we can survive that one we're kind of okay okay you know, that sounds like a curse you would put on a soccer fan. It's like you are cursed to love a team that has a player that will fuck up 
majorly once per game. You're not going to know when or how, but it will happen once per game. It could happen in the, the 89th minute or the first minute. You won't know. And you just have to live You don't that. know, and you don't know how big of a fuck-up it's going to be. That, that's is it going to be a fuck-up in the box? Is it going to be a fuck-up at midfield? Yeah, is it going to be a bad back pass that's, like, you know, someone can pounce on and score? Like... Jesus. That would be one hell of a curse to put on a soccer fan. There's some sort of curse that she has at Memorial. Like, that shit always happens to her at Memorial. You sound like that guy from The Mummy, Zizi's cursed. That is cursed. Like, that is cursed. This this place is cursed. <laughs> I'm imagining you guys walking into Memorial and being like, this place is cursed. Oh, totally, dude. We say worse. You're just, like, in the stands burning sage. Trying to... Oh my god, we haven't tried that yet. Oh no! Oh no! Maybe we need to try that. We have another game up there in August. I'm sure somewhere in the Riveters that you guys like have a practicing witch in there somewhere who can like... Oh dude, we have at least like a half dozen. Yeah, who can properly burn sage like the ritualistic way and do it Maybe whole... we go up like the weekend before and do this. Sure, I'm sure Memorial Stadium will let you, you know, just go in and burn sage in the stands. What if we do it on the, on the outside? Sure, you can do that too, right? Public sidewalk, maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Seattle Center doesn't care. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, Seattle, Seattle don't care. The So Klingenberg was left off this list. I don't really care. That's fine. We've got Casey Short. Um, yep. And Jalene Hinkle was also left off the list, but I think we found out why, because today they released the injury list for this weekend, and she has a broken big toe. Oh. So she's probably out for actually a while. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna have her laid up for a while now. Toes are so infuriating because they're such a small part of your body, right? But you need them for so much. Totally. Totally. It's like your whole fucking arm can be broken, but you can still play in a soccer game. But just one toe and you're fucked. <sighs> it's the worst one's the baby toe. Yeah, hers is the big toe, so something... Maybe she dropped something on her foot, or someone stepped on her foot or something. Well, she did just play Portland. <laughs> it's good that I'm you're- just saying. It's good that you're self-aware. I am. I am absolutely self-aware. Yeah. Um, I really hope Krieger actually plays in this game. Because she's the only- Really? Yeah. Um, Taylor Smith is- Taylor Smith is a right bag. But Allie Krieger- a, I want her to get 100 caps, right? I think she's at 98, and I think it'd be so shitty. Seriously? Yeah. I think it'd be shitty if she, U.S. Soccer didn't let her get to 100. That would be some petty shit. Mm. Um, well, if there's one thing we know about U.S. Soccer. It's that they're rational, logical, and fair. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. That's why, we're, that's why I'm in an active boycott of them. And then Allie Krieger, it's not like Abby, where... Get, letting her get to 100 would mean making a farce out of the game. She's still a good right back. Yeah, she's just not quite like as fast as she used to be. Not quite, but she's still pretty fast. I think she can still hang. I mean, she's faster than me. She can still hang on an international level. Like, I wouldn't be scared to play her against Australia. No. No. So I hope she gets no. to 100 maybe in this Tournament of Nations. And then if Jill Ellis is still hell-bent on phasing her out... We've got Taylor Smith. Maybe we've got uh, Aaron Gilliland. I don't think Gilliland's been doing outstanding for Chicago this season, but she could be in the conversation. So, yeah. Totally. We're, we're fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. I just wish we had more young goal scorers, but I guess we have Mal Pugh up there. We pew, have, pew, pew, pew. 
Lynn Williams isn't that old, right? No, she's not. And if Lindsay Horan is gets played as a forward, she's still only what seventeen, eighteen years old, twenty. She can't be that old. Uh, I think I think seventeen. Okay, sure, yeah. Seventeen she's, seems really accurate for that one. She skipped college to go pro, you know. She, dude, I, I, I know. I just didn't know if you knew I'm, that Lindsay Horan skipped college to go pro. Oh, did, did straight into the NWSL like Mal Pugh? No, she went to France first. Oh my god, seriously? <laughs> Did you know Lindsay Horan skipped college to go pro? Dude. She must be like 12. I love our NWSL announcers. I really do. Did you know Lindsay Horan skipped college? She skipped college to go pro. And then finally, goalkeepers, that's Alyssa Nair, Abby Smith, Jane Campbell. I'm obviously over the moon over Abby Smith, but do you think Adriana French should have been in this group? No. Why not? She needs to work on her footwork, yo. So someone we both know, Richard Farley, says that she's being held out because she's not perfect. Like, it's just her footwork and everything else in her game is fine. Do you think... Everything else in her game is really good. Right. But do you think that's fair to say, oh, it's just her footwork, as if that's not, like, something that's led to some major fuck-ups for Portland? Um, I think it's also communication. Like, I don't know if she necessarily is owning her back line. Mm. And if she's, and if she's that kind of personality, like that sort of, I, to be a goalkeeper, you have to be a little bit crazy and a little bit alpha. Okay. Right. Right. Um, you, you, you have to be directing everybody in front of you. Um, and I don't, I don't know if Franch is, is really good at that. Like, I, I just don't know if she has the, the strong personality that's going to require the back line in front of her to do what she's ordering. Or I don't know if she has that, that vision on the pitch. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes goal, good goalkeepers are excellent goalkeepers because they never have to make a save. And they can they can direct and they can bark back there. And I just don't know if French has that. Do you know who seems to have that right now? It's I don't. Who? Kaylin Sheridan. This kid is... Really? She's a rookie, right? I think she's 21, 22. I think so. And there's already stories where she's like screaming at Christy Pierce, don't look at me. Stop looking at me. And like fo- telling her what to focus on on the field. Wow. Can you imagine? I would love to be able to scream that shit at Christy Pierce. Can you imagine being a rookie, a Canadian rookie at that, and you're yelling at Christy Pierce, telling her what to do? Like telling her KK to stop? Ga- KK gave you some sort of pep talk, man. <laughs> so, four nations in this tournament. Four nations, one cup. God. Okay. You, you named it. I chose not to use that term. I trademarked that phrase by the way so i will be making bootleg merch selling it in the carson parking lot <laughs> at StubHub. okay great in an effort to redirect that's the way i'll be protesting u.s soccer oh, okay. selling bootleg four nations one cup gear okay uh we start off against australia then hit brazil and close out against japan how you feel about australia australia I mean, we got Sam Kerr. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not feeling great. Australia's young, yo. They're fast. They like to bicycle kick. For a moment, I thought you were gonna say they like to bite, and I was like, no, no, that's Gold Cup, not NWSL. 
gold cup. Could you imagine if there was a titty twister in Woso? <laughs> it would be harder, though, because the women all wear sports bras. I feel like it's harder to titty twist someone. Like, for the guys, it's easier, right? Because it's right there under the jersey. But for Unless they're wearing the sports bra, like, training thing. Oh. Like the... You mean if dudes are wearing the thing that has the GPS tracker in the back? Yeah. I mean, maybe this is going to be a reason why dudes wear the training thing. Like, I wonder if Josie Altador now is going to get fitted for one of those one of those sports bra things. Because he's paranoid about getting his nipples twisted again? Hey, I mean, the guy has nerves of steel. He did not turn around and slap that player. He, he, he just... He didn't just get his nipples twisted either. He got, or nipple singular, he got bitten too. I know. He got a titty twister and a bite. That sounds like a fight with your sibling. God. I just, all I gotta say is if Josie Altador can do it, I want Shea Groom to take a lesson. <laughs> if Josie Altador doesn't start a fight, because even when he gets a titty twist, and a bite. Shea Groom can get her jersey tugged on a little bit and not turn around and slap somebody. I think that's a fair point. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying there's a level of professionalism. And how dare, how dare Shea Groom make me use Josie Altador as my barometer for professionalism in soccer? Wow, okay. Now we really see what the argument here is. I'm just saying. I like Josie. I like Josie too, but the guy, he does have attitude from time to time. Eh, yeah. I thought he was pretty funny after that game where he was like, only my girlfriend's mad at me. She says that she's the only one who can bite me and twist my nipples. And I was like, damn. <laughs> okay. Right. And, and you're worried about being unprofessional by saying the words titty twister. Hmm. I mean, you know, in the match recap, you want to use official language. So you, uh, you see all these people, like, and you're thinking, okay, what happened was a titty twister, but everybody has to use the term nipple, which I don't think nipple is inherently any less funny than the word titty. I think the word titty is much funnier than the word nipple. Okay, actually, I think you're right. Exactly. <sighs> but anyway, enough about, enough about Broso. Enough about nipples. Enough, well, never. They're never. We can never talk about nipples too Enough much. about Josie um, Altador's nipple. Yes. Should we talk about our predictions for this week? Sure, sure. All right. Five games, one day, no breaks. <laughs> Why do you keep doing that? It's five games, one cup now. But there's not one cup. It's just they're on one day. It doesn't even work this five, time. Five games, one day. Five games, one cup. No, five that's not. Days. It doesn't. The... The concept doesn't transfer here. You're correct. Yes. God. Just a monster. All right. Chicago Chica Chicago, and Orlando. Orlando is on a roll. Chicago just drew with New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Chicago's at home. They, they almost had it, though. Stupid Sam Kerr. Stupid, amazing Sam Kerr. <laughs> what, what you got? What do I got? Chicago seven three four, Orlando was five five four. I totally thought you were rattling off your score prediction. I was like, "What the fuck?" Orlando, this is some pinball. Orlando's got a Marta who's feeling herself and an Alex Morgan who looks healthy. Boy, Alex Morgan looked really good in her last game. 
I thought she was going to get subbed, but she stayed in the whole 90 and looked really good the whole 90. Uh, okay. I think that's going to play a big problem for Chicago. I'm going to call this a actually, actually, I'm going to say 3-2 to Chicago. Wow. Yeah. I totally thought you were headed the other direction. I know. And so I'm going to go the other direction. One to three, Orlando. All the context clues I was giving you said I was going to protect an Orlando win, but I just... You swerved. You yeah. swerved at the last minute. I'm good at swerving. All right. FCKC, North Carolina. God damn. This one, this one has potential to be really ugly, so I'm going to say zero to four, North Carolina. Ooh. Okay. Even though KC's at home, they do have that laundry list of injuries. Yeah. Um, Becky's Sauerbrunn's good, but she's not, you know, help Casey win with neck spasms good. Is she, is she going to stop Lynn Williams and Jess McDonald? At the same time? At the same time. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to say this is going to be 3 nothing for North Carolina. Oh, boy. We're both mean. Sorry. Sorry, Casey. You have a great opportunity to make us eat our hats. Exactly. All right. Houston is hosting Boston. <laughs> um, what you got? Well, Boston finally has everyone back who's not at the Euros or not injured like Rose Lavelle. Interestingly enough, both of these teams have a player returning after suspension, either for a red card or for card accumulation. Uh, Alicia Chapman's back. I want to say Houston... Boston remembers the last away game we played against Houston. It was that game where the ref called back the goal because she thought it was a handball, even though it wasn't. I think Boston's going to come in there and be a little bit like, you know what, try and call this back. Uh, but I'm still going to say it's a 1-1 tie. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you try to talk yourself into this shit. I'm going to say 1-2 to Boston. I just... With Boston, I always try to hype myself up, and then I'm like, remember the past, <laughs> you know, three years, and it all history repeats itself. Hmm. All right, Seattle, New Jersey. Um, I'm still upset with Seattle, so I'm gonna say this one. Sam Kerr is gonna go on a run, and it's gonna be one to three, New Jersey. Ooh. In Seattle. In Seattle. One to if two. anybody can beat them in New in Seattle, it can be New Jersey. One to two for Sky Blue. Okay. Sweet. All right, last one. Portland, Washington. Portland's at home. You have to guess Washington first. Washington just lost to Houston. You have to guess first when it comes to Portland, because I guess first when it comes to Boston. Sorry. Three to nothing. No, three to one. Mal will get a goal. Ooh. Three to one, Portland. What two, you got? Two to one, Portland. Sorry. Fuck. All right. We did it. We did it. Week 14, locked in. Mm-hmm. So those are our predictions. Boom. Tons of soccer coming up. Um, Euros, Tournament of Nations, and then we'll return to NWSL action. Until then, go England in the Euros, please, God. Don't don't fuck this. Really? Up. Yeah, I'm a big England fan. You really? Know, you know I'm an England fan. I know you're an England fan, but I feel like you've got like 17 teams. No, 
I mean, I like Germany and France, and I have kind of a fondness for Sweden. I'd like to see Spain do well as a reward for investing in women's soccer in their country. Because I think they're investing in their youth teams and their club scene at the moment. So that would be nice, a nice payoff that would encourage them to keep that up. Spain's not historically a federation that's really done right by their women. Um, and yeah, I'm fond of Iceland too. Yes, okay, I have like 17 teams in this tournament, but I want England to win. <laughs> All right. I will root for England as Thank well. You. Thank you. Thank you.